Hey guys, you're listening to Drunk and Uncultured. We are a drinking problem masquerading as a pop culture podcast. I'm Lindsay. I'm Stephanie. And I thought you were going to forget what you say next for a second there. You definitely held a long pause and I was like, oh no, she forgot what the intro sounds like. No, I'm actually really glad that you went the end and I didn't have to figure out what to say next. So (laughs) we're good to go. That's fair. Um, No, I was actually like, so in post, I always have to like edit out the pauses between like the sound getting to each other because we're doing video um so just like thinking about it (laughs) got it um so listeners will never know except i'm gonna tell them we're both rocking house of Vans shirts right now because that's our entire wardrobe we did say in the last i think episode that we could probably both dress for two weeks or so and just house of Vans merch yeah yeah (laughs) And especially with me, like, not leaving the house and not going anywhere, I have no reason to wear anything else. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Same. I just wear the same shirts over and over again. Yeah, pretty much. I never put them away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They go straight from my body to the laundry bin and then pretty much back on my body the second they come out of the dryer. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even fold them. Nope. They don't need Um, to go away. I fold them because Matt says I'm a monster if I don't fold them. And I let me phrase that. I don't fold them. Matt folds them. <laughs> there, the truth um, comes out. So you really yeah, are I, a monster. I am. And in every relationship I've ever been in, I was not the person that did the laundry. So I guess that's, that's a trait of dating Lindsay. Yeah. She doesn't do you laundry. Just, you just don't have to do the laundry. I hey, it's, do the laundry. it's not a bad problem to have. I don't cook. I don't clean. <laughs> <laughs> you also don't do the laundry. <laughs> I do cook. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Um, so it's been a few months since we've gone since we've done our normal um, structured episodes. So this is really the first time in like six episodes or so. Oh God, um, has it really been that long? <laughs> oh Lord. I think so I think it's because we had like the power hour and then. Oh yeah, um, we didn't do it in ups. December. We didn't do it in January. We didn't no. do it in February. Oh man. So I have a lot. Well, so I guess we'll start with Stephanie's Music Corner because it's the first episode of the month. Um, So rather than taking you through five albums from each month, I just thought I would share my favorite albums that came out in the months January and February of 2021. So the first one I want to talk about came out on January 15th. It is the uh, second album from one of my absolute favorite bands, and I was very excited when this was announced and I like lost my shit. And when it finally came out, it <laughs> absolutely lived up to every expectation yeah. that they had set for themselves. Yep. So I'm obviously talking about the band Shame from um, Northampton in England. And their second album is called Drunk Not Tank Not to be Pink. confused with Brockhampton. Brockhampton. <laughs> Northampton is a city. Brockhampton is a boy band. <laughs> The best boy bands in One Direction. Yeah. Um, so the album, like I said, is called Drunk Tank Pink. Fantastic um, album. It's so good. They so good. they we, set the bar. We both ordered our vinyl like from Europe, didn't we? Uh, had, mine like, was printed color. in the U. No, mine was made in the U.S. Because they oh, have a, they have was, a U.S. production yeah. plant now that they partner. I think with. I bought mine from the U.S., but it was from like the U.K. site. It, or maybe yeah. they only had a UK yeah. site. They only had a UK site and they have a US distributor. So it actually it. came from like Ann Arbor, Michigan. Oh yeah, it did. Because my my album arrived the day it dropped. Mine took like three weeks because it got stuck in like Kansas. But um one thing I thought was really nice about this album was that the band had released, I think, five singles before you know the album came out and i was really afraid that this like the rest of the album wasn't going to live up to the singles because the singles were so good but the rest of the album completely lived up to it that's like a legitimate scary thing too because like a lot of bands will release the singles because it's like the best part of it and then like everything else just like oh yeah but the the fact that they released so many and every single one was a bop yeah i was like ooh, i'm scared but no the album's great yeah i gave it a perfect 10 yeah, no, it's a fantastic album. Um, I think that was the first time, like, Matt had never listened to Shame, and, like, one of his friends said to listen to it. Um, oh, so do you go and, you couldn't go walk to your record cabinet and pull out the album to show him, oh, you mean this band that we right. already listened to? Yep. This um, band that I blew my my ears out at for New Year's. Yeah. 
Um, so my second one I want to talk about also came out on January 15th. It's by a band from Oslo in Norway. Their name's Pom Poco. So their new album, which is also their second album, is called Cheater. And this this band is really interesting because the front woman has this very distinctive, unique sounding voice. And it just works so well with this DIY garage sound. And it's fantastic. It's such a, such a good album. Their songs are structured really weird, but it still flows really well. It's just an, it, like a fun listening experience. So I gave this a 9 out of 10. And I actually purchased the physical copy of this on the most recent Bandcamp Friday. And it will show up at some point in time because it is shipping via Royal Mail and I may never get it. Oh no. Yeah. We both know, we both have interesting experiences with Royal Royal Mail. Oh yeah. So my next one is by a band you and I both love. They released their fourth album on February 5th. The band's called the Psychedelic Porn Crumpets. Their new album is called Shiga the Sunlight Mound. And it's just another amazing album from these guys. They just put out such quality music that I was just in love listening to this new album. Um, I know you enjoyed it too when it first dropped. So it's a good album. Yeah, I, um, Porn Crumpets is a band that just gets like better and better with each album, I think. Um, They've really progressed themselves. Like their music has gotten just better over time. Yeah, I would agree. And they're, I think, feel like they're starting to kind of blow up, like, King Gizzard style. They're not quite King Gizzard style. No, no, no. Not to, like, King Gizzard level, but, like, the same people are starting to, like, discover them, and, like, more people are starting to discover them. I feel like hardcore King Gizzard fans probably knew about them, but, like, less hardcore fans are, like, starting to discover them. Well, Um, they're another Australian band, so, you know. Yeah. It is what Um, it is. (laughs) And so I actually ordered this record um, on Rough Trade. I got, like, one of the indie variants. Oh, very Rough nice. Trade sent me two, so Stephanie's getting one of them. Oh, that's right. I forgot I'm getting a copy of this. It's a good thing yeah. I didn't buy it, because I completely forgot about that. Well, it sold out. Well, I mean, I completely forgot that you had a copy for me so, yeah. until just now. Um my next one actually was supposed to drop on February 5th, but his record label decided to delay it a week. It is the British rapper Slow Tie, and his new album is called Tyrone, which is actually his real, real life, you know, not stage name. So he has this, like, very, like, dirty, angry British rap that he does, and it's so much fun to listen to this album was a lot more introspective i think than some of like than his first album his first album's just like angry out of the gate um but this album was a little bit more introspective but it still had that same level of energy that i really expect from him and i was just excited to hear it and so i gave this album a 10 out of 10 because i loved it um the final album i'll mention actually was a surprise to me that it was dropping and I found out the day we're recording this that it was dropping in New Zealand and it is the band King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard with LW which King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard's like doing so much they're like real bored (laughs) so this is their 17th album and this is the follow up to KG which was one of your favorite albums of 2020 So this is obviously LW, and I loved it. This album is just perfection. And you pair it. I like LW better than KG. I do too, but you you play those two back to back, and it's just a masterpiece. Yeah, it's super good. Um, King Gizzard has dropped like three albums in the last year. Like, I (laughs) I don't know what they're doing and like how. I don't either, but hey, I'm here for it. It's impressive. Yeah. Now we just need AT to come out. So we have all of KG ATLW. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. I don't think they're actually going to do an AT, though. It's just it's mostly a joke. Yeah. I hope, though. I think they're done with microtonal. Um, microtonal? Microtonal. Tuning? Microtonal yeah. tuning. Um, I think, well, done after this, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, um, so We're still with- waiting for them to announce a vinyl drop, which they have not done yet. Oh, yeah. So the album just dropped today, and they haven't figured any of that other stuff out yet. All right. Is that the last one? 
Yeah, that was it. Uh, cool. Cool. Um, all super good albums. Um, yeah. I'm excited to get back into, like, the regular programming um, for the rest of the year, minus a couple. Yeah, I, it, it, it is nice that we can kind of get back to our normal format. Yeah, I mainly um, need this to know what albums to listen to. <laughs> fair. Very fair. All right. Too um, bad you've so already listened to those albums. Yeah. Uh, it's because we've been talking about them. Yeah. Um, and I got to tell you that LW came out. I that know. Look at you. The one time. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So let's get into the beer. Steph, what are you drinking? Yeah, so we are not, yet again, we are not drinking the same beer. Uh, we tried to pick a similar style, so we did our best. Also, I am very low on beer at my apartment right now. So. Yeah, I'm not, but. Um, I picked this up last week when I took a visit to the brewery. I am drinking Mage from Old Irving. So this is an IPA that is 6.3% ABV. And I'm going to show you, Lindsay, the artwork. Ooh, the can is pretty. Is it like a lilac? Lavender-ish? Yeah, it's, li- it's like a lavender. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's, really um, pretty. it's a really pretty can. Um, so this IPA has Citra and Simcoe hops. And they describe it as an easy drinking IPA that has characteristics of a West Coast and a hazy. So it's got the citrus pine notes of the... West Coast, and this IPA itself is not actually, like, a hazy IPA. Like, when you pour it, it's very, like, clear. And then they say it's got a tropical flavor, and you have the mouthfeel of a hazy IPA. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, so I'll go into mine while you taste yours. Yeah. Um, I'm drinking a double IPA from Jackrabbit Brewing Company. Um, On Untapped, they're referred to as a nano brewery. Um, but this is called Alpha Mosaic. It's a double IPA. Um, uh, their details on Untapped say that they brewed their uglier bunny with mosaic hops to create this juicy imperial IPA with rich tropical fruit flavor and earthy undertones. Um, it's so Jackrabbit's located in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Sacramento. I don't know why I pronounced the T. Um, the hops are, it's just Mosaic 720, um, original gravity is 1.075, final gravity is 1.014, malt is pills, pale, and oats, um, 65 IBU, and SRM is 5. I don't know what cool. SRM is. I think we've talked about that before. Oh. Is that not the color measurement? I don't know. We've talked about that before on an episode. Oh, and you know, you're right. You're probably right. So, um, and then this is an eight and a half percent beer. So, fuck. It's all good. I had a warm up, so we'll be caught up after you nice. drink that. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's it's quite a bit later here than it is there. Yeah. So, so I think the first thing I would say with mine is that it's like thick mouthfeel. Okay. okay. Um, it's like kind of heavy on the palate. Um, but I feel like you need that to, like, kind of carry the flavors of, like, a double IPA. Mm-hmm. It's got, like, more of a malty backbone, I think, and that's what's given it the heaviness. Um, but it's nice. Like, it's not super crisp, um, but I kind of like that. Yeah, so... For, like, a mosaic. Yeah, because mosaic has, like, a very distinctive flavor for the most part. Yeah, like, it can taste like dirt. And I think because of that, like, having the malty, uh, like, undertones... Um, this one doesn't taste super earthy. I get a lot more of like, mm-hmm. the tropical notes. Mm-hmm. So my beer is very piney. Like up front, you get the pininess. Ooh, like um, and then so you get the piney flavor, but you also get the mouthfeel of like a hazy IPA. Like it, it sits a little thick on your tongue, but like yeah. two C's. It's not like super thick. It's only yeah, two yeah. C's thick. So it's not like super thick, but yeah. you can definitely like feel it kind of in your mouth a little bit. It is very citrusy, but I think it's more of a citra hops citrusy mm-hmm. than an Versus added like citrus an citrusy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of the flavor you get there. Um, it doesn't 
taste super hoppy up front, but when you like let it sit on your palate a little bit, you kind of taste the hoppiness a little bit. So you get a little bit of that bitterness kind of on like the back end. Yeah, I was going to say mine, um, you get like a good bit of bitterness on the back end, like after it's gone down your, after you've like drank it, mm-hmm. the, the bitterness kind of stays on your tongue. Um, it almost gives you like a capsaicin, like black peppery flavor. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, so three words. I can go first because I always make you go first. I mean, that's fine. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to call this heavy. Heavy? Um, heavy, yeah. And then strong, because it's got like kind of a boozy aftertaste, like a, a boozy flavor to it. Okay. Um, and then, actually, let's go heavy, uh, tropical, and um, bitter. So for my beer, I'm going to say piney, hoppy, and tropical, I think. Or let me take that back. Piney, hoppy, and citrus-y. Citrusy. <laughs> I don't know why I distinguished that as two separate syllables. Citra-y. Citrus-y. Citrusy. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Um, hopefully... We're, we're going to try to do forward is going forward is maybe like once a month have the same beer if we can like manage it. Um, but that's kind of like a stretch goal of ours. Yeah. I mean, I think for next episode, we're trying to have the same beer. I mean, yeah. we'll, fingers crossed. TBD with... on like shipping schedules. Yeah. yeah. But that's the goal. Yeah. So I think moving forward, what we'll always try to do is have similar-ish styles at the minimum. Yeah. Um, and then theoretically like the same once a month. Yeah. So let's, let's get into the topic. So today we are actually doing a musical episode. We haven't done a music centered episode in a while. Um, today we are the last one. I think the last one we may have done was Radiohead. Oh, that was a long time ago. Yeah. We may have done one since then, but that's the last one that, like, sticks out in my head. Yeah. That's, uh, it's been a while. So, today we're actually celebrating the 10-year anniversary of the first album release of one of our favorite bands, Mutually. Yes. Yeah. So, we are actually doing this episode in honor of uh, what did you expect from the vaccines? Which the original release was March 14th of 2011. So we'll talk about Hi, the history of the band. We'll talk about our favorite experience with the band. You know, how we got into them, our favorite songs. You know, all those kind of fun things. Yep. And mostly we're um, here to worship and talk about how much we love Justin Young. Justin Young. Yeah. What a beauty. Um, yeah. So... I have a few questions to ask to go through, but you have, like, some details and, like, history and stuff. Yeah, well, why don't we start with uh, one of the questions I know you had is, what was your first experience with the band? Yeah. Um, So, I would, first, before we start this, I would say, like, I think Stephanie and I, like, first bonded over our love of this band. Not, like, first, not the first time we ever bonded, but... Um, it was one of the things that we, like, bonded over, and I think we became, yeah. like, good friends over. Yeah. Um, was our love of this band. Um, my first That and Radiohead. Of, yeah. Well, mostly Radiohead. <laughs> mostly Radiohead. The, the next one is this one. So fitting that the last music episode we did was Radiohead. Um, um, so my first experience with the band, with this band, um, was 2013. I was going to, um, Bonnaroo with my brother-in-law, and he had done something similar to what you do, where you just make, like, um like a Spotify playlist of like a bunch of music from each of the bands. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had actually discovered the vaccines um, and was like, Hey, I think you'll really like this. Like you should check it out. Um, and he like made me listen to what did you expect from the vaccines? Um, and I like fucking fell in love with it. Like that's pretty much all I listened to that summer um, and loved it so much. So um, saw them at Bonnaroo, but my first experience like being introduced to them was because of Bonnaroo. 
So I honestly don't know, like, my first experience with the vaccines. Um, the thing that, like, vividly stands out to me was in late 2015, early 2016, I was at my first job out of college, and I used to listen to Spotify radio just, like, while I was working. And I'm pretty sure I was either listening to Arctic Monkeys radio, The Last Shadow Puppets radio, or Bombay Bicycle Club radio. So I would argue that it's probably something related to Alex Turner because Justin Young is like a less famous Alex Turner. Uh, that's a fair point. So, pro- I mean, Without I don't cloth. know. I don't know. Bombay plays on the vaccines radio, but so it could have been any of those three. Because that's yeah. what I was listening to a lot at that time. And the vaccines just came on and it was like, um, I forget what song it was, but it was one of the songs off of Come of Age, which is the second album. And I was like, this yeah. shit is fire. And then I just, <laughs> you know, started the obsession from there. Yeah. So um, let's kind of talk through some of the history of the band, I guess, to start, you know, talking about. So uh, the band was formed in West London in 2010. They formed in like mid to late 2010. Um, they did their first show in November of that year. And they had only, at the time, they only had one single. And their only single was Wrecking Bar. And they played this really tiny, like, pub venue in London and it only held 200 people and apparently like 300 people were waiting in line to try and get in. Oh, that's awesome. And they only had that. one song at the time. Like that was like out. <laughs> and they so 300 people here just just there to see Wreck and Ball. Wrecking yeah, Ball. but um I read that some of the people that like came to this show was like the lead singer of Franz Ferdinand was there, a bunch of really famous um like radio people were there, other band people were there. Yeah. Other bands that you and I listen to a ton. Mm-hmm. And it was just like all these people were just so excited to see this band back at the end of 2010. And they didn't even talk about when their album was coming out at the time. But they they did a show that literally lasted 30 minutes. That's how long the show was. Were they like covering stuff or they just playing? No, that's how short. If you think about that first album, what did you expect from the vaccines? The songs Mm -hmm. are all like a minute and a half to two minutes long. Are they really? I'm going to look this up real quick. They're all uh, 35 minutes long and there's 12 songs. So they're like two minutes long. Yeah, they're really short. And literally they did their first show and it lasted 30 minutes. (laughs) Like, it's just so weird to think about that. And in an interview that Justin did, he said, oh, don't worry. When we play the States, we'll have um, a longer show because people will feel like they're getting ripped off. One of the things that I find really interesting about like their start was that they kind of started when MySpace was dying. So they weren't like Bombay Bicycle Club that started in peak MySpace. And like yeah. that's how people found them. People literally only found the vaccine through, like, word of mouth. But because they released that fire-ass single, they just, like, exploded. And this first Mm -hmm. album was just incredible and just, like, skyrocketed them into, like, the public eye, especially in Europe. I still don't think they've gotten that big of success here in the States. I mean, they've definitely had success, but not near, they're not nearly as famous here as they are in Europe and especially in the London. Yeah, no, I would agree with you. But I've, I've, I've kind of seen that a lot with like other, like your, like London, UK based bands, like Mm Foles is huge in Europe, like headlining Glasso. Yeah. Um, Well, I don't know about headlining Glasso, but you know what I mean? Like huge. Yeah. Um, and like here, like it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, so I feel like there's a lot of bands like that, that like the, the, like Europe crowd loves them way. And I think the Europe in general, like is way more into indie than we are. Out yeah. Here. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, the European crowd is way more into music in general, I've noticed. So it's just, I don't know. It's so weird to think that like they went I don't know. I still can't get over the fact that they well, like sold they out a gig with one huge. single. Yeah, yeah. They literally immediately were huge. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, in an interview, Freddie, who is their, um, he's the lead guitarist, he said that he literally expected no one to show up. Like, they went into this gig thinking no one was going to show up, and it was, like, huge. Mm-hmm. So I just think that's really, I don't know, a testament to their ability to write music that they literally had one song on YouTube. And that was yeah. it. <laughs> I feel like post MySpace, though, like as it was dying, it was kind of hard to find music. Yeah. Um, because it was like also right before Spotify was big. Um, so like you had to find music through like YouTube, essentially. Mm hmm. Um, so, like, the fact that they had that much success in a time where, like, internet venues for, like, posting your music and being found were dying, um, it's wild. So, in, in, like, within the first year of this album being out, um, Justin actually had to have several throat surgeries because he was having, like, a bunch of, like, throat problems. And they Mm -hmm. still managed to do over 150 performances in that first year the album came out, including taking time off for Justin to have surgery three times. Oh, my God. Like, they were like a powerhouse when they first came out. So, I don't know. I just think that's so cool. They did South By their, uh, they did their record release show was at South By in 2011. Um, let me look this up real quick. Ooh, interesting. They, their first like sponsored, like big time sponsored tour was the NME tour or the Enemy Awards tour in 2011, and they were the opening act for Crystal Castles. What a weird bill. So, um, when I saw the vaccines, I was just verifying what time they played at Bonnaroo. Um, they played at 1 a.m. for an hour um, on the alt-slash-post-punk revival stage. Interesting. It was, like, this tent, which is, like, not... Oh, yeah. Like, the it's, like, a, one of the small ones. That's also yeah. where I saw uh, Tame Impala play. I think maybe it was that tent, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, the first, like, major, major, major performance that I can see of the vaccines was opening for the Arctic Monkeys in Sheffield in June of 2011. Okay. So, that was, like, I think... I mean, that definitely tied them to the Arctic Monkeys crowd. Which is where they remain, is tied yes. to the Arctic Monkeys crowd. And they performed on David Letterman that year. Yeah, I mean, if you have a beautiful British frontman, you're pretty much going to be tied to the yes. Arctic Monkeys crowd. Yes. So, I mean, that's kind of like the history of at least, you know, what did you expect from the vaccines? Yeah. I mean, as we could continue to talk, I can talk more about them, but yeah, I figured that'd sure. be a good starting point since we're mostly here to talk in celebration of this album. Yeah, so I have a few questions for you, and I feel like we, so I guess for background, um, I think like the vaccines is like both of our, like, I don't want to say safe space, but it's like we get drunk, like our feel good space. Like we'd get drunk and play the vaccines and dance around my apartment yeah. to it. I mean, um, th- that in addition to many other things, but the vaccines well, yeah. normally ended up as a part of yeah. that. And, like, it's, like, a band that we always go back to and just, like, listen to. Like, we'll, like, oh, not listen yeah. to them for, like, a month and then just, like, only listen yeah. to them. Um, they were my most played artist, I think, 2019, maybe. 2018? I think 2018, they were my most played artist. And then I think, uh, because you hadn't had Spotify as long as I had... Your artist of the decade was the vaccines, right? Yeah, that's correct. Because the vaccines were yeah, my well, number two also artist of the decade. I had been listening to the vaccines like in 2013 when I got Spotify, and then yeah. I stopped using Spotify for a little bit, um, and then picked it back up in like 2017 or 2018, and then um, like they were basically the only band I had listened to throughout the decade. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like this is like one of the bands that we both like. Just kind of, like, gravitate to when it, like... Oh, yeah. For, like, regardless of, like, whatever reason. Um, 
they were the first band I listened to going into 2019. Okay. Um, I think that was like a metric was like the first band that you, the first song you listened to, um, was all my friends are falling in love. I walked home from New Year's Eve listening to that. Very nice. Very nice. Um, so you've seen them twice. Ye- I mean, technically three times. Cause okay. Yeah. What, um, what's your, what's your favorite time seeing them? Oh, the Shuba's show. No question. Yeah. Um. That crowd was rowdy as fuck at the Shuba's show, too. What was the third time? Lincoln Hall. Shuba's, Lala. Lincoln Hall. Was I there? Yes. That was the time that we went to Doghouse (laughs) beforehand. That was the time I was wasted. And, like, telling you what song would play next and just, like, singing to you the whole time, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I've seen them five times, and I would say the Shuba show is probably my favorite as well. Yeah. Um, it was wild, because, like, what, the, I think it was, like, the Aces opened? Uh, the Regrets. The Regrets, yeah. Um, and they were a great band to open. Oh, yeah. Um, just kind of, like, set the, the tone. Um, and it was a lot of fun, like, right after Lala, like, the whole mood. Um... I think we left Vampire Weekend early to go see the vaccines, too. So, like, we were in a good mood because Vampire Weekend's fun and then went straight to the vaccine. Oh, we saw St. Vincent that day, too. Yes. Um, That was also the show that we got called old at by a 12-year-old. That was the Vampire Weekend, yeah. The Vampire Weekend, yeah. When I was like, I feel like like everybody here is, like, 15. And this girl was like, yeah, you're kind of old. I'll kill you. (laughs) Uh, do you I remember will marry your at... dad and become your stepmom? <laughs> oh my god, that's such an insult! I and then I it. will ground you. Um, do you remember at that Shuba's show that there was like, someone that broke out into a fight in the very front row? And... Yeah, and they like got taken out. Yeah, yeah, and like, um, I remember like when we left too. Like this, that person was just like hanging out. They had to like get security to like to tell yeah. them. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. We were also drinking, like, what, Bubble Tub? Oh, hell like yeah. We were, like, Shubas has such a good beer selection, too. Yeah. I feel like that was also, like, another reason it was just so much fun. Yeah. I, I don't know if you remember, but, like, we were pretty close up, and people were, like, mad that we would go and get beer and then come back. Yeah. Oh, I remember, like, getting a beer. Like, I, I think I got you a beer, and I was like, okay, I'm going back. And this lady was like, no, you can't. And I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go, so sorry. Yeah, I don't understand people like that. Like, okay. It's Let- also like it wasn't super crowded either. No. It was Shuba's, like in the back where people were. Shuba's being rude. even at full capacity is not that crowded. No, and it was like people in the back that were like, no. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do it anyways because you're sitting in the back and there's a bunch of space. So. Yeah. Um, but so much fun. That was your first time seeing them ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I feel like, I think the part of the reason I love that one so much is because it was your first time seeing it, and so, like, to get to have that experience with you um, kind of makes it more memorable, because, like, you were so happy, like, so unbelievably happy for yeah. like, seeing them, and, like, oh, yeah. the first time I saw the vaccines, they obviously, like, didn't mean that much to me at the time, because I had just right. discovered them, so, like, getting to experience that, um, I think, like, really, really made it meaningful. Yeah, so fun fact... Um, I don't know if you can see it. That's my phone wallpaper still. It's been your wallpaper for like two years. Yeah. It's been my phone wallpaper since we went and saw the vaccines. Like two and a half almost. Yeah. yeah. All right. Favorite album, but I know the answer. Yeah, you know the answer to mine. So how about you go first? Um, So I would say until probably... 2019, 2018, um, until Combat Sports came out, my favorite album was uh, What Did You Expect from the Vaccines? Fair. Um, unfortunately, I feel like over time, it doesn't hold up just because, like, Justin wrote that when he was super young, so some of the songs are, like, kind of about, like, being a teenager. Uh, it's still, yeah, like, he was slaps. 21, 22 yeah. when he wrote that album. Yeah. I mean, it still, like, slaps, but yeah. um, it's, like, less... Like, relatable the older I get. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, no, I think that's fair. It's still fucking fire. Um, yeah. But I think some of my favorite songs ever from the vaccines 
um, are on, well, they're on English Graffiti and um, Combat Sports. Really? English English Graffiti is my least favorite Maxine's album. It has Handsome. So? That's such a good song. Um, my favorite and Maxine's album. My favorite Vaccines album is Come of Age, which is their second album, which came out in 2012, which I think it's my favorite album because uh, uh, that was the first, I don't know if that was the first album I heard of theirs, but when I got into them, they were like the same age I was at the time I got into them. So like I, the songs felt like very much like they spoke to me because they were that age when they wrote those songs. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's it's not like, you know, like when we grew up listening, like I was, I don't know, 13 listening to The Strokes, you know, like obviously, yeah, I was but like, like I was 22, 23 listening. listening to Come of Age, where it's definitely about like coming into adulthood and like dealing with that. Yeah, I was like 15, 14 listening to uh, like the Arctic Monkeys. And yeah. Like, Arguably, Justin Young is a little bit older than us, but the not by is much still r- relatable. Yeah, he's a like, Justin. He's I would Justin's consider like him thirty three, thirty four. He's thirty three. I just looked it up, um, but I would argue like he's still our age. So like, it's yeah. kind of like you grew up with him. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, our very common guest Brian is thirty three. So is he? I think so. I don't know. And our other very common guest, Trevor's oh, yeah. boyfriend, is also around that age, so. Yeah, because I remember you were going to give him a card that said, like, no one likes your new 32 either. Yeah. <laughs> For his birthday, like, two years yeah. ago or so. Got it. Okay. Um. Favorite song? Actually, no. Let's go into Rank the Albums, because this kind of goes together. Okay. Uh, so for me, number one's Come of Age. Number two is What Did You Expect from the Vaccines? Number three is Combat Sports. Number four is English Graffiti. Okay, so number one is Combat Sports. Number two is What Did You Expect from the Vaccines? Number three is English Graffiti. And number four is Come of Age. I do think it's really interesting, though. Like, So this is one of the... like Last time we did this, um, like for Radiohead, we had very similar tops. And obviously there's only like four albums to there's only four albums my number one is your number three and your number one is my number four so i think that's just like um indicative of how like like solid the vaccines music is oh yeah i would argue that none of their albums are bad i like right none of them are bad and that's like how like solid it is throughout the years is that like like you can like change it up between person well one thing that's really interesting um about combat sports is that's kind of when the band's lineup changed a little bit. So they mm-hmm. added a few additional members and then they lost their original drummer after come of age. Yeah. So like that's why, you know, that people have always, people have argued. I mean, I am not one of them, but people have, you know, music assholes, bigger music chads than myself have <laughs> argued that the vaccines were not good after come of age. When they lost See, their drummer I... is when they went downhill. Well, I mean... They... I don't agree with that statement, but... Yeah, I I don't know. I think Come of Age was fantastic. Um, some of my some of my favorite songs are on every album. Um, <laughs> uh, but, like, I love Come of Age so much. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, like, very close between that and what did you expect from the vaccines. Because, like, I still don't oh, you mean combat to sports? anymore. Yeah, combat sports is super close to, like, yeah. for me, like, liking. Because, um, like, while I don't relate to what did you expect from the vaccines at, like, an emotional level anymore, uh, it still fucking slaps. And I still oh, love yeah. it so much. It's such a good album. Um. Okay, so the next question I have for you is what is your favorite song? Ooh, I don't know. That one's hard. Um, what's yours? Um, so it is hard. I agree. Um, my favorite song is a song that has never been on an album. Oh, all my friends uh, are falling in love. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, dude, it's so good. Uh, all my friends are falling in love too. I think hit me at like a really difficult time in my life. Um, and it was really easy to embrace that and feel happy. So like, 
I had gone through my breakup and like all mm. my friends like literally it literally felt like all my friends were like falling in love and like moving on and like relationships and uh doing like big things like moving in with somebody or saying I love you for the first time and things like that and I was here like alone <clears throat> like having broken up with my um fiance at the time like maybe a couple months before and it like made it easier to like be happy for everyone when I was like yeah. unhappy and like listening to that it was just such a feel-good song that like it made it made me like realize I was being like selfish and like it made it so much easier to be happy for people so if I was ever like feeling bummed out about like being single I would listen to that and be like okay well it's fine now yeah so I think in mine I think my favorite song relates back to like when I discovered the vaccines and just being that age I mean the song no hope where it talks about yeah. how that's like that's the first track on Come of you. Age. Um, on touch tunes before just to see your reaction. And you do the same thing to me, like with um, all my friends are falling. Yeah. Love. But then, so I think that's my favorite song. Or hmm, that's hard. Or I I do really like uh, Bad Mood, which is also on Bad Mood's a good song. Come of Age. Uh, I feel like my favorite song, well, my favorite song is All My Friends Are Falling In Love, but mm-hmm. um, it also, like, fluctuates depending on, like, my mood. Yeah, that's um, fair. Because, like, Bad Mood is one of them. Um, Out on the Streets is, like, another one. I actually, I did not like that song when it was a single, but that song is a bop. And I honestly well, don't know partially... if it's because the song is a bop or because we always do the Justin Pointing thing. <laughs> I was gonna say part of the reason it I might love that be song the so point is because of, like seeing him live, he just like goes I'm out on the streets. He just points. <laughs> he goes uh, very aggressively. He just points, yeah. And the pointing might make it. <laughs> the last question I have before going into something else is: um, so the vaccines have been like during quarantine, or by the vaccines I mean really just Justin Young. Um, has been posting a lot of covers on TikTok, like, really dreamy style, like, him, like, playing guitar, singing. Um, and that kind of inspired them to do covers, um, and start releasing them on Spotify. Well, they're releasing an EP of covers, aren't they? That's, like, the intention. Yeah. Um, but they're just doing, like, singles right now, and they're releasing them one at a time. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the covers, and what do you like so far? Um, honestly, my favorite is the Queens of the Stone Age cover of, you know, No One Knows, which is interesting because I found out that they were doing that because somebody posted it in the Idols Facebook group that I'm a part of for some reason still. And people were like complaining about it. And I was like, oh, okay, this can't like, who are these people insulting my Lord and Savior, Justin Young, like this? Like, who are you people? And No, I agree with you. The One of the comments was like, this isn't a cover that I necessarily expected, nor like wanted, but I really enjoy it. And it reminds me of that kind of experience of like going to a concert and like, you're at a vaccines concert, you're drinking with your friends, you're having a good time. And then all of a sudden they break out this cover and then you all just get really excited that they're covering it. Yeah, I would agree with that statement, like that interpretation. Cause like, I think I found out about it through Instagram, like Justin or the vaccines posted something about it. Um, mm-hmm. And that's how I, and then like when it came out, it was like linked it and then I listened to it and I would agree that like, it's very much done in their style. So I appreciate that. Like they didn't just try to do like a Queens of the Stone Age song. Yeah. I like that it's their style. And because I think we've been following the vaccines, TikTok, we knew what it was going to sound like. All of their covers are like this dreamy bedroom. It's funny because it's not as dreamy as I would have expected it to be. I thought it was just going to be like basically dream pop yeah um and i'm like really glad it wasn't because i'm over the whole dream pop moment yeah um but like i i loved it and like when you say reminded you or like that person of like hearing them cover something live Uh it kind of reminded me of like the unexpectedness that comes behind like them just dropping new songs that you've never heard before so like when they played all my friends are falling in love or like surfing the sky for the first time both like unreleased songs on albums um it's like that excitement of like 
not expecting something and be like, oh, what's this? What's this? This is Neo. Yeah. Um, yeah. So but I would agree. I like, no one knows is also my favorite. I I do like the Casey Musgraves cover though, High Horse. I like the Casey Musgraves cover. The new one that just came out, Fire. Um, I don't know who that wrote that was... original song. I don't know that song. I don't either. Um, it's me, good. It's on though. That song is good. It's on their Instagram. Who wrote it? Um, it is by Waxahachie. Oh, I do not know how to say that properly. I don't either. There's an X in there that yeah. I don't know how you pronounce. I know but, exactly um, what artist you're talking about, but I do not know how we actually pronounce that. There's too many letters. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that. I think you're the closest we're going to get. <laughs> um, so, in the last year, so during, in 2020, um, Justin... And bandmate Timothy um, Lannon. Yes, he's the um, keyboardist formed, for the vaccines. Yeah, they formed like a side project called Halloween's, mm-hmm. um, which was like they were super cryptic about for some reason. Yeah, um, and I find that funny that they were being cryptic about it, um, especially because like I think it started in like 2019 too. Like they were doing stuff with Halloween's. Yeah, Halloween um, started in 2019, but they officially released their album and. Yeah. Uh, 2020 yeah and they were being weird about it because like people were like rumoring that they had broken up as a band that they weren't gonna do anything anymore and like justin posted something that was like bye to the vaccines things like that oh um, uh he posted something like goodbye for now and you and i lost yes. our fucking shit and it was at the yeah. end of their u.s tour in 2018 right um, so what are your thoughts about Halloween's, um, and I, I Morning like, Kiss of the Acropolis? Acropolis? <laughs> I, I like Halloween's. It's obviously I a very too. different sound, but it's obviously, like, a guy singing and playing a guitar with a keyboardist, and that's about mm-hmm. it. It's a very, and, like, um, what's the term? Like, uh, like, I don't know. I don't know what the word is. Like, it's, it's cut down, I guess. Yeah. I like it too. Um, we were lucky enough to have gotten in on their campaign to self-release their first release. Yeah. Um, which was like this beautiful like blood red record. Um, we only made like a thousand of them maybe or like a couple thousand. I don't remember how many. I thought they only made a thousand. I mean it says it on there. I don't remember how many yeah. they made. Mine's um, not numbered. And it's not so. numbered because it's an extra. Oh, mine's not numbered. Also, so, mine didn't show up, so I had to get a new one. Yeah, what they do is, and, like, I read this on uh, Vinyl Me Please, is that, like, they'll make a certain amount and then number them, and then they usually make extra, and they usually, like, with the extra ones, they do number above that number, mm-hmm. um, just in case, like, something gets, like, lost or broken or things like that. Yeah. So yours is probably not numbered because... It was outside of that range. Like, your original one that was supposed to come to you was probably numbered. Yeah. Because um, mine got I mean, lost in the mail via Royal like Mail. You know, that fun experience. Yeah. But they are worth, like, a ton of money, apparently. Um, because it was, like, so limited. And they've said that they will never release it again on vinyl. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, like, well, $120. Cool. I think that's, like... On Discogs. Oh, I haven't looked, honestly. And because mine's not numbered, obviously mine doesn't... Sh- I can't, like, put mine... You know, like, it's going to be weird to sell it. I mean, I wouldn't sell it because it's signed by my lord and savior, Justin Young. Yeah, I um, also wouldn't sell mine. No, so... It's just interesting to have. I think you probably could because it's, like, it was a replacement one. Um, but it was a really exciting thing to get. And, like, I think we ordered them in, like, September or, like, early... We ordered them in the summer, I feel like. And they didn't come until, like, late in the year. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, we ordered them in May, and they didn't come until, like... Mine didn't come until, like, September or October, and then yours didn't come for, like, another couple months. It's because I finally contacted Blood Rex, who put this album out for Halloween's. And at first, they were like, oh, there's still some hitting the states, so, like, let us know. And then I contacted them, like, a month and a half later, and they're like, oh, yeah, yours should have been there by now. We'll ship you a new one. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, I do like the Halloween's album. I like that single that they released that's not on the album. It's My Baby Looks Good with Another, I think. Or is that one yeah. on the album? Uh, let's find out. I know they released, and I, I'm, I might be wrong with the name, but I know they released an, a single that's not on the album that's really good. My Baby Looks Good with Another is yeah. on the album. Oh, hold on. I could find it. Lonely boy for lonely bo- no lonely boy forever is not on the album. Oh, that's because it's on the Maserati Anxiety Designed EP, the Mad EP. Yeah, so that that's the one I like. That's the song I was thinking of. Is lonely boy yeah. forever? So, um, one of the cool things about this side project being formed is that um, in an interview that actually took place in during COVID, so like, you know, after things had already started shutting down, um, Justin did an interview with NME and said that his work on Halloween's has allowed the main band to flourish. So as of Mar- late March of 2020, or 2020, Justin has said that the fifth vaccines album is going to be heavier and more quote unquote face melting than combat sports because he's been able to get his, you know, like the softer side out on Halloween. He's just going in on the vaccines. See, I love that. Cause I feel like the vaccines is like a, like it's an indie alt band. So like having them go heavier and like more face melting and having like, an outlet for that part of his um, like creativity is super cool, and I think that's awesome about like bands that are generally having like side projects to be able to yeah. like, focus an interest of like music they want to make in that side project. So like the, what they're making in their main part isn't as like chaotic and like, yeah. differentiate or different from itself. Yeah. So in this interview, again, took place late March of 2020 when when asked. What does it mean when it's going to be more face melting? Justin said, there's a lot more riffs. There's one or two punky songs on there. It's weird because it's the poppiest and the most colorful record, but it feels quite heavy and face melting in places. There's a lot more screaming too. Justin, it's been a year. When are we getting it? So this interview that I'm referencing was March of 2020. So... In a follow-up interview, they confirmed... So this interview took place in December of 2020. The vaccines have officially confirmed that they have finished mixing their fifth album, the follow-up to 2018's Combat Sports. Mm. While details remain scant... While details remain scant on when it will arrive... The band has claimed online that their next record will be their best times 10,000. I remember you sending that to me, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. Um, so they ended up sitting on it. They ended up going to Texas uh, in 2019 to record it. And then it took them, you know, due to COVID, um, about a year to get everything done. Yeah. And in this same interview, they asked Justin what uh, what are you going to do for your 10-year anniversary of what did you expect in the vaccines? And Justin said, I always used to be quite against the anniversary tour thing, but I've actually come round to them because I've seen quite a few people I respect doing them recently, like Interpol and Bombay, as in Bombay Bicycle Club. Yeah. Um, I mean, that would be fine. That would be fucking fire. I would love to see them do like an anniversary tour. I would love to see them release like a special vinyl. I've been holding off on buying that one for that reason. Yeah. Like, I'm just hoping well, they like release something fun. So then he continues and says, but given that we've got a new record coming out in 2021, I'm hoping that that should be our focus. Okay. Confirmed. It's coming. Eventually. In 2021. I know. I just need it now. Um, oh, that's so exciting. That's great news. And I, I'm hoping that they do do like some kind of special vinyl release or something like that. For I mean, that would be cool. But honestly, now we know we just can't hold our breaths and not buy the colored vinyl of the vaccines. When yes, we find I know. It. Now we know that. Well, now we know that in general, like don't hold your breath. Just buy the fucking colored vinyl. <laughs> just buy, just buy the vinyl. Don't even question it. Just buy it. Yeah. 
but money's um, a social construct. Yeah, I mean, look at the stocks aren't real, so it's fine. Stocks are not real. But um, no, I think oh, this just makes me so happy that we have a vaccines album to look forward to this year. Yeah, it does. Oh, it's gonna be so good. I can't wait. I remember like listening to combat sports. So like in twenty, uh, what was it, nineteen? Maybe no, twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen combat um, sports. When we saw on. them like the three times. Um, I remember, like, just sitting on the train, like, going to work, and they had made, like, a vaccines, like, dream set list, um, playlist, and just listening to that, I would, mm-hmm. I had my own, like, vaccines set list playlist, and I was, like, just listening to the vaccines, like, every day, and, um, that's 100% gonna happen again. Oh, yeah, it's, uh it's gonna be so good. I mean, honestly, they have the EP that they're doing with, like, these cover mm-hmm. songs, and then we are expecting yeah. a full-length album. Yeah, I think that's, like, I'm working my way eventually. I don't own any of the vaccines IEPs. I don't know why I say I'm working my way, because I'm obviously not. But um, that's one of the ones I want to have, like, a like discography of. Same, yeah. Like, I, wa- I want to be a completionist with their stuff. Yeah, I've got Come of Age, which I got as a gift yeah. for my birthday last year. Uh, but that's all I've got. Yeah. And then I guess I have Halloween's. Yeah. I um I don't know why I'm like holding on buying combat sports because it's not like it's like it's not bad priced. I almost I just, like, bought what did you expect in the vaccines the other day because it's going for pretty cheap right now online. I'm just gonna hold. I want to like hold off on that yeah. one to see if they do like a colored one because that one I think is the only one. I think Come of Age also they didn't do a colored version of, but like the the last two they did. Um, so I'm holding off on the vaccines because like I can get a black vinyl like. Pretty easily yeah. on Discogs. I, like, think the next two, when I finally do, like, pull the trigger and stop being, like, a little bitch, um, we'll be buying the orange com- uh, orange combat sports and, like, the black and white English graffiti. Um, I actually want to tell the story on the show because I think it's really just, <laughs> it's a very, like, vaccines and me kind of story. So, in spring of 2019... Uh, my boyfriend Steve and I went to uh, Primavera Sound and we did that for a few days and then we went so that was my first time in Barcelona or as Steve likes to say Barcelona. Barcelona. That's one of the words I automatically correct at this point. Is like, to Barcelona. is another one. Uh, Barcelona is another. Um, but so on the second half of our trip we went to London and we, like, didn't have a ton planned. London's beer scene's not great. So we were just kind of bopping around. And we were like, oh, shit, there's a Goose Island in London. But, like, we just got to go because it's Goose Island. Yeah, like, and say so you went and you went exactly, to Goose Island. Exactly, exactly. So we get there, and we're literally the only people in the bar. Because, of course, we're drinking at the at the pub at, like, during work hours on a uh, Wednesday. Like, no one's there. And so we're just kind of shooting the shit with the bartender a little bit. And then I had, their restroom was in, like, the lower level. So you had to go to the lower level of the restroom. And I went down there, and I look at the wall artwork, and I saw a Goose Island block party, the vaccines. And I was like, oh, I remember when I remember that being a thing in London. I'm walking down the hall, all of a sudden I see Goose Island block party, Chicago, Illinois. And I was like, oh, my God, there's a Chicago poster here. And it was the Matt and Kim one, which is what my, my first block party. And so we get back up and I like talking to the bartender and I was like, oh, I love that you guys have the Chicago poster because we're from Chicago. And that was the first time we had like we're like really talking to him. And he's like, oh, I actually got to visit Chicago last year with the bar, like people from Goose Island sent me to Chicago. And so, of course, we were talking about Chicago beer and all of that. And the guy like... He's like, oh, we have a couple bottles of, like, half-acre, like, rare half-acre beers here. And I was like, that's so weird. But then the best part is he was like, oh, I actually am friends with Justin Young. And I was like, shh, the fuck you are? Like, what? Call him up right now. I was like, can we call him? Get out of here, Steve. (laughs) Like, we're We're going to call him right now. But the guy was, like, laughing. He's like, yeah, we grew up in the same part of London, and I actually used to play in the band with him before the vaccines were formed. Like, he played, was like, a, when they were, like, teenagers. Yeah. And I was like, 
that's amazing. I love the vaccines. And the guy's like, oh, since you're from Chicago, I have another treat for you guys. And he pulls out a bottle of Malort. It's like hidden under the bar in like a secret compartment. He's like, we can't sell this here, but I'll do shots with you guys. <laughs> and of course, Steve just looks at me and he goes, how do we always end up in this situation? Because Steve's had because to do Malort shots with person. me everywhere we've ever gone. Yeah. As soon as I mention I'm from Chicago, it comes up and then we end up taking Malort shots with the bartender because they don't legally have Malort. And they're like, oh, we drink this with cool people. So that's, I mean, that was a long story that included Malort and the vaccines. (laughs) Yep. And Half Acre. Yeah. And Goose Island. Yeah. Mainly Goose Island. But yeah, I remember you talking, like you were texting me that day and I was like, tell him to give him, to give you Justin Young's phone number so that you can talk to him and then you can give it to me yeah we need we need more people like this to give us celebrities phone numbers like we're like a couple steps away from justin young we're a couple steps away from jeff rosenstock you're within two degrees uh we're within two degrees now you are i'm three i'm not for justin but you're within two degrees of justin we're both two within two degrees of jeff jeff (sighs) <sighs> We're on we need to start basis, obviously we need to start doing more of this of like how many degrees we are from people because i recently saw a tiktok where people were trying to do like the six degrees of kevin bacon but they had they three were now or like well, four well they were the, the, it's like it's gotten smaller now like everyone is like within three yeah, or four degrees but the point of this was you had to pick two celebrities and figure out how joseph gordon levitt ties them together so nice i'm like that's really funny that is really funny so now we have to figure Um, out how many steps we are away from more people did you have something else to say no i was just thinking (laughs) about how many steps you are away from justin young again yeah i'm three you're two yeah Ooh, I actually have one more interesting thing that I forgot that I was supposed to mention in this. So in my middle of the night research I was doing about this because I couldn't sleep, I, I, I realized, like, there's not, when you search for the vaccines, obviously in this day and age, like, not much shows up related to the band. Right. It just vaccines. And Justin actually did an interview in early February speaking specifically about this. And the article is titled, The Vaccine's Frontman Addresses His Band's Name During the Pandemic. (laughs) Justin was trying to say that um, the band's name already was kind of questionable. Because if you had searched for the vaccines on Google specifically, a lot of like the anti-vaxxer movement within the U.S. would show up. Yeah. And so like the band, the vaccines was getting tied to the anti-vax movement. And then now, which obviously they're not, they're not even from the States, but now even more um, during a global pandemic, if you search for the vaccines, you're not going to find the band. The other interesting thing is that Justin's um, full name is Justin Hayward Dash Young. Yeah. yeah. He has like a compound last name. Yeah. Um, and if you type in Justin Hayward Young, a basketball player shows up. Because uh, that's like why Justin he. Justin Hayward. Yeah, that's but why also he. Now he just goes by Justin Young because yeah. he's a basketball player. Yeah. I remember like looking him up a couple years ago and be like, the fuck? Why can't I find him? And then like realizing it's, I should just like type in, just go by Justin Young. Yeah. No, I just found it very funny when I was doing my research to be like, oh God, I really have to be detailed in my search description to not get coronavirus vaccine information. Well, that's like anytime I type in the vaccines and like I'm looking something up with them, I type in the vaccines banned. Well, even when um, I did that too, to. I was still getting, like they were excluding banned and like I was still oh. getting results to vaccine. Damn it, Google. Yeah. But I just found that funny. That is funny. Um, 
So, I don't think I have anything else, really. Um, do you have anything else you want to cover for the vaccines? No, I think that was it. Now that I told my fun story about <laughs> doing research in the middle of the night when I couldn't sleep and I just kept getting coronavirus vaccine details. Yeah, I almost feel like people in the middle of the night that are searching the vaccines are probably searching coronavirus stuff. Too. I mean, that's like very fair. few people are searching the vaccines ban, period, but also in the, the middle vaccines of... banned in the middle of the night. Yeah, that's fair. That one's on me. <laughs> cool well, i think that um covers it for this episode then about our favorite band or one of our favorite <clears throat> bands but whatever so if you liked this episode which i hope you did and Lindsay hopes you did uh, please go on your favorite podcast streaming service and give us a five-star rating and write us a review if you write us a review we'll read it on the air no one's written us a review in two years so we have not read yeah. one in two years and if you don't want to leave it on your favorite podcast streaming service, just send us a message, email, DM, however you want to reach us. You will hear all in the next couple seconds. You'll hear all our social info, and that is where you can find us. On the interwebs. Cool. Thanks, guys. Bye. We will see you um, in a few weeks. Bye, guys. All right, that was the episode. So we love hearing from you, um, and if you want to contact us, you can do so through our email address. It is drunkanduncultured at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook at Drunk and Uncultured Podcast. Our Instagram is drunkanduncultured. And our Twitter is drunkuncultured. No ant. And as always, I'm Lindsay, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at lindsaysoldout. And I'm Stephanie, and you can find me on Untapped, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr as underscore Stephen Color. And you can also follow my concert Instagram at Shitty Concert Blog. Stay drunk, guys. See you next time.